Hello, and welcome to show number 2321 of Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. I invite our listeners to guess what that interesting sound is. But you won't have to wait. I'll actually tell you. That was the sound of a new cane I was testing out while Nancy and I hiked up the Mesa Trail around our house. And we'll be talking more about my experiences and about this novel device. The all-terrain cane from a werewolf gear is a sturdy folding cane designed for blind hikers. It is made of lightweight titanium and has an adjustable length and is suitable for a variety of terrains. We'll talk with Sedona Dave, founder of a werewolf gear, about how he came up with the idea and the benefits of using the all-terrain cane for hiking and other activities. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Sedona Dave, and it is, well, a different kind of tip than usual. My tip of the week is going to be a red-orange two-inch rolling ball tip that you can purchase for the all-terrain cane. It is a highly abrasion-resistant, beautiful red-orange tip. And it accentuates the red end of the cane just magnificently. Let's bling it up for the kids. Let's bling it up for ourselves. Make it interesting. But if somebody were to order a cane, it would come with a tip, right? It would, absolutely. It would come with the standard red tip. And the uh, yellow, red, orange, and sherbet uh, tips can be purchased um, aftermarket. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by... Insight.org, N-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G, the first organization to provide a continuum of employment services that connect employers with talented, dedicated people who are blind or have low vision to meet their workforce needs. Insight, a vision for talent. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, success, success. Let's start by meeting Dave and learning about some of his prior careers, including being a professional firefighter. Uh, Hey, everyone. I am Sedona Dave. I live in uh, Sedona, Arizona, 59 years old, and I am an RP. I've got retinitis pigmentosa, uh, down to about three to five degrees vision remaining. Um, I did develop a clothing line, a werewolf gear, and also a... uh, a supportive mobility cane, a werewolf gears all-terrain cane. And that's what we'll be talking about mostly today. But presumably you got involved in this cane because living in Sedona, how could you not? You do a lot of outdoorsy stuff. I do, absolutely. Well, that all actually stemmed from my forestry and wildfire fighting days. Love the trails. I want to be outside. Uh, And as a blind person, I just needed... That's something extra to keep me safe on the trails, hence the uh, the brainchild of the all-terrain king. Wow, you were a firefighter, presumably with good enough vision to tell what you were doing and be safe? 
I was. Uh, this was back in the days, uh, just graduated forestry school in the uh, early 90s. Uh, so I still had most of my vision. I was aware of RP. I was aware that my night vision was on the decline. Uh, and yet I was young. I was bulletproof and, you know, with Nomex fireproof clothing. Uh, I'm just one of 20 uh, firefighters on the line uh, experiencing the wildfires as a crew in the wilderness areas of uh, uh, the Western states of America. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing time, uh, great experiences, and uh, my love of the outdoors was really solidified on uh, those years. Well, kudos to you. That's a very helpful service for lots of people. Uh, I, I appreciate, but honestly, I would have done it for free if they let me. What an experience. Great, great experiences. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is the all-terrain cane from a werewolf gear that you heard at the very beginning of the show as Pete worked it back and forth over a very rocky trail. Not something he would have tried with his regular white cane. Well, Dave, we're here today mostly to talk about your all-terrain cane, but Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about your a werewolf company. You said started out as a clothing company. Yes, uh, a werewolf gear. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I like to say it's high visibility clothing for low vision people. I was formerly a surveyor in the big city of Boston, where we had to wear high visibility clothing just to not get run over. As a blind person in Sedona, I, I needed that element of protection as I am blind as i train to be blind as i i ambulate the streets of sedona as safe as i can but i don't really want to look like a traffic cone just to avoid getting hit so i I developed this clothing company that incorporates high contrast uh very high density inks uh, that are tactile and i'm not afraid to put the word blind on my shirts it's it's one word five letters And when somebody sees it, they immediately know what I can and cannot do or see. And it avoids that awkward conversation in the middle of the intersection that honestly, I don't have time for. It lets people know in a socially acceptable way that I might not see them coming. You know, that's an interesting thought. For a long time, when we were living in Rochester, I was often with Nancy when I was outside of work and she's perfectly capable of guiding me. We hold hands and I never used my cane. I used it at work, of course, and when I was alone. But when I came to Golden, Colorado, I started using my cane all the time. And it makes a huge difference. I mostly use it so people are aware that I'm blind and it does avoid those awkward conversations. So I can appreciate that. It certainly does help. Um, And they look, I hate to say it, but they look great. The, The Wolf logo, very proud of it. Very proud of the designs. Uh, the way we incorporated the word blind uh, strategically on the back or on the front, but not every shirt has it. Remember, this is, as as you mentioned, it's a family issue. It's a community issue that, uh, yeah, my wife isn't blind, nor does she want to wear a shirt that says blind. And yet she can join me in uh, what a werewolf gear presents, uh, a, a team effort, a community effort 
for raising awareness for blindness. And again, it's not just me. It's, it's my family that's involved. How long ago did you start Aware Wolf Gear? Oh, goodness. This came about probably in early 2018 when I started my O&M training uh, out here in, uh, in Arizona. And at the time, I was training for a guide dog. So my O&M instructor was very uh, specific about what she wants me to do and learn, keeping my left hand free for the dog, making sure my skills are up to par for when I go training for the dog. Now, that presented the problems. How does a blind person practice being blind on the streets uh, without getting hit? So again, going back to my surveying days in Boston, I, I needed that extra element of protection that I didn't feel I was getting with just the cane alone. So I wanted to incorporate bright colors, high contrast, things that'll catch the eye of the sighted community to garner their attention uh, to say, hey, I might not see them coming, either a pedestrian or a driver. And now for people who don't know about Sedona, we've been through there several times on vacation, and it's a gorgeous area, but it is a rocky, mountainous area with lots of rocky, narrow trails. And I suppose that's what led you to develop a more robust cane so you could walk along those trails, because a regular cane just doesn't cut it on those type of trails. No, you're absolutely right. Sedona is paralytically gorgeous. Uh, and I do kid that it's it's uphill both ways. <laughs> It really is very vertical here. Nothing's flat. Well, it's also the pleasure. It is really fun hiking up some of the mesas and the mountain trails around here. And it is also in Sedona. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you're right. It's, it's, I am blessed by, by being surrounded by 400 or so miles of trails. And this is where I want to be. Uh, fortunately, my wife and I moved uh, back in 2016 uh, for her career uh, and I was just thrust into the wilderness of, of of these trails. And I knew I was home. But again, that day on the trail when I ran into trouble and I panicked, I knew I needed to do something else to stay active on the trails. Um, and I just wasn't willing to put my hiking boots away. So I'm curious, you invented this cane so that you could go hiking with it. Do you hike alone or with a guide? You know what? I don't. I try not to hike solo. Uh, most of the time I do hike with my wife uh, and she always leads with our dog. And I, I use her mostly for navigation. Um, I, I let the cane do her job. And just by either hearing or seeing my wife up ahead, it gives me a direction on roughly which way to go on trail. And then again, the ATC uh, does the rest. I try not to hike alone but if I do, I'll only go on trails that I'm very, very familiar with, that I know where that next route is, where that next tree. Um, without familiarity, no, I'll only go with my wife. I could imagine it's easier to get lost without vision. The only time we got totally lost on a trail was in Sedona, Arizona, and there were four of us, but one was blind and two were little kids and I wasn't much more helpful. <laughs> Eventually we got our way back out. Even a sighted person had a hard time getting us out of there because all the sand dunes look the same. They do. It, it doesn't take much. It takes maybe six feet off the trail and you're lost. Right. Uh, yeah. Been there. Absolutely. It doesn't take much. So tell us what is special about the all-terrain cane. 
Well, certainly. Uh, the authoring cane is a super strong, lightweight mobility cane designed by me, a blind person, to hike the wilderness trails of Arizona and everywhere else I want to be. I'll give you the, the tour of the cane from the top down. Um, the top sports a 16-inch uh, uh, foam handle grip. The top half of the grip has that flat section where it costs them two bottom half of the grip is just a round profile. And this allows us to choke up where we need to on the trails as we ascend and our, our pace is no longer too long steps. Uh, I'll choke up making sure that my next step is right in front of me uh, and the cane is identifying this. I can switch from a cane grip to a ski pole grip as I descend and, and that takes the weight off my shoulders and puts it onto my, my, my pecs, my, my biceps, so I can descend a lot safer. This 16-inch grip is mounted independently of the three-section folding cane on its own independent tube and flip lock. Okay, so now we're able to adjust the cane from as short as 51 inches to as long as 62 inches. Uh, the three-section folding cane is made of titanium alloy, so it's super strong. And gives us that lightweight feel, but we still know it's it's strong. Uh, it, it's not as bendy as fiberglass when we lean on it, and not just lean. We can put our full weight on it and then some, and that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to take our vertical loads, our our lateral loads, as as I descend. Oh, I'm I'm going too fast, and I've got to slow down and break. The stainless steel sleeve joints allow me to do that without the cane joints popping open. I must say, I've been using it now for a while on several of the mesas around here. And as you say, it is very robust, unlike a regular aluminum folding cane that, you know, you just wouldn't lean on at all. But this one, if you wanted to step up a big rock, you could put all your weight on it and hoist yourself up. But on the other hand, it can also navigate the trail pretty readily and uh, give you a full experience of what's in front of you. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Nailed it. And what Pete used to use when we went hiking on trails was a regular hiking stick. And that, you know, it was great for support. It was great for balance, but it didn't do squat for telling him what was in front of him. And so we go hiking together, and so the experience has really changed for me because I used to have to tell him if anything unusual was coming up. You know, there's going to be rocks. There's going to be mud. I'm so glad you're mentioning this. Thank you so, so much. I, my wife and I had our own language on the trails. Oh, so do we. <laughs> Meeps for people coming. Scrabble, left, cactus, right, razzle, dazzle. Uh, and all these little quirky words meant something to us. Yep, we have that whole dictionary. The words are different, but the thoughts are the same. And I was amazed. We went hiking yesterday just up one of the mesas near here. And I think she only gave me one direction or two directions on like a two-hour hike. Isn't that awesome? That that's, Hey, your wife called. She wants her arm back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there was some of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same thing that you get to enjoy your hike. And and Peter, you get to enjoy your hike and do your thing. What a thrill. What liberation. 
So you were describing the cane. We got partially down the cane, but we didn't get to the tip. Okay, excellent. The tip. Now, in developing the all-terrain cane, I, I must admit, I, I went through, I'd say, a dozen tips and tip variations to find what's going to work the best for all terrains. Uh, and I did go through the Dakota discs and, and the shark wheels, uh, the bulldogs, uh, marshmallows, ceramic. And what I found was that the two-inch rolling ball just excelled on, yes, all terrains, um, gravel, sand, rock, ledge, concrete, asphalt. It handled everything the all-terrain cane was made for. And I described that as me having developed a Jeep now it's time to put the right tires on. I'm certainly not going to put racing slicks on. I need the appropriate tires, all-terrain tires for it. And and I feel that this uh, two-inch rolling ball really has uh, covered the spectrum of, of, of surfaces that I ambulate on. And I think that was a good compromise because having the tip be larger like that enables it to sort of scoot over the roughness of these trails. This isn't like walking along a sidewalk where you can just slide your tip along the sidewalk. Right. And it's not going to get caught up in every little rock and root. Yes. We are, I'm very proud to say, uh, we are producing our tips in four different awesome colors. Standard red, because it matches the bottom of the cane. Uh, yellow red, orange, and a sherbet pink. Uh, and all of these um, attached to the cane with that half-inch universal slip-on. I chose a slip-on tip as opposed to the hook because I, I feel it's stronger. As I'm crashing into the rocks and roots and everything on the trails, I, I just felt that it gives a stronger presence on the end of the cane. So everything was just super built, uh, super strong. And again, when you need it and you don't have it, that's when we're in trouble. The other thing I thought was interesting using this cane on the trails around here, as Nancy said, I've generally hiked with a standard hiking stick, mostly for stability, and I'll use it as kind of a third leg. But just having this cane be configured as a cane for the blind, people were so much more polite and aware on the trails when bikers came past or runners came past. It was an amazing difference. And it was, you know, like you say, with your clothing line, just making people around you aware that you can't see, it makes the interactions more comfortable and the conversations easier. Absolutely. I'm very curious to hear your experiences on the trail. Uh, when I used to hike with my uh, prototype that did not look like a mobility cane, hikers on the trail really didn't understand what was going on until they saw the movement of the cane and the ball, and they sort of put two and two together. Now, when I hike with my all-terrain cane, as you know, it looks like a mobility cane. It's white and red reflective. My experience on the trails with, with, with fellow hikers is different, where, where people will see me walking as a blind person, and then as we pass, it'll dawn on them that, wait a minute, he's not walking we're hiking and it's usually when they're behind me that I'll hear something more like wait what <laughs> well we haven't gotten that kind of surprised reaction but you know when it's just the two of us with the hiking stick 
people assume we're going to get out of their way. Yes. When it was the two of us with the all-terrain cane that looks like a mobility cane, like every single bicycle, they just stopped and pulled to the side and let us pass. And they understood that we were going to be two people wide and they couldn't just expect the guy who couldn't see the edge to get any closer to it. Right. To me, that's a blessing. Oh, absolutely. She's doing her job. And I see, I mean, the, the, the altering, uh, she's doing her job and, and not just uh, obstacle detection and support and navigation, but, but she's telling the others as well uh, because, of, because of the red and white. And that was very important for the design patent. But to hear of your experiences of that on the trails is eye-opening. It's blessed. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that feedback. The other thing I wanted to reinforce, which you've sort of brushed over quickly before, was that there are various ways to use this cane. So when I walk with a cane, I walk pretty briskly and I take a pretty long step. So I have a pretty long cane. And I was tempted at first to start using this like my normal cane. So to hold it at the end and way out in front of me. And I found, you know, it is a little bit heavier than a normal cane. And it was a little bit of work to keep it going. Yes. What I quickly learned, though, was that on the trail, you naturally take smaller steps. So I didn't need to have the cane that far out in front of me. So I choked up on it quite a bit. And then the balance made it a lot easier to control the cane, move it back and forth. But then when I came to some of the downhills or a big rock I wanted to step up, you could get back up to the top of the cane and use it as a stick that you could use to lift yourself up or give yourself some balance when you're going down. So there are many ways to use it. And I think people need to experiment a little bit depending on the terrain, where they're going, how fast they're going in using it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you bring up a really, really good point of writing the book on blind hiking uh, or blind ambulation, blind, you know, we're not using two trekking poles. Uh, we're actually ambulating the trails. And in doing so, I, I did have to come up with a number of different techniques uh, descending. You know, here's, here's a, a big down step do we hold it as a cane, uh, you know, with, with a cane grip? No, we cannot. There goes my rotator cuff. So this is where we switch to that ski pole grip. And as you mentioned, lowering ourselves down, using our upper body strength. There are a number of techniques that are, are I wouldn't say unique to the trail, but that I've developed. I want to make sure my next step is a safe one. So if I'm lowering myself down, I will tap the cane tip and i don't know if there's a name for it tippy tappy or tic tac or whatever but just tap 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 until i know that that's a good perch for my foot now an o&m instructor will say you don't need to do that you're wasting your time that doesn't do anything for me it does i need to know that my next step is a safe one before you go careening down the mountain <laughs> careening down yes so I think the bottom line is that people really ought to be encouraged to experiment with different grips and different ways of using it. This isn't a one-size-fits-all, but this cane does afford you with the opportunity to do that. Exactly. And I keep emphasizing your next safe step is up to you. Do what you got to do to take it safely. And if I feel the need to tap around, 
or to go not just 11 to one o'clock, but I want to sleep nine o'clock to three o'clock to, I want to know what's next to me. And if there's a cliff next to me, I want to know that. So yeah, I will venture beyond what the OMIs have taught me. And quite honestly, my, my latest instructor, uh, she was very honest about me. And she said, look, I know you're going to take shortcuts. I know you're not going to sweep and clear for that next step, but you're taking risks and you're accepting these risks. So do it intelligently. I appreciate that opinion because on this, on the trails, I'll find, you know, the cane will stop. What is it? Is it a rock? Is it a root? Is it a water bar? I don't care. It's in my way. Move on. Well, if it's a mountain lion, you might care. <laughs> well, anyway, Dave, congratulations on a great design and a great contribution to avid outdoors people like ourselves. Great idea and great concept. Thank you so, so very much. I appreciate that. And I love that you're out there getting it done and going where you want to be. That's, that's what it's all about. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about the all-terrain cane from a werewolf gear, how to get one, and how to contact its developer, Sedona Dave. Well, Dave, if people are interested in finding out more about the all-terrain cane or the werewolf gear clothing that you sell, where would you send them? I'd send them right to our website, and that is awerewolfgear.com. And that is A-W-A-R-E-W-O-L-F-G-E-A-R.com. And that'll take you right to our website. And if you want to throw in a forward slash ATC, that'll take you to our all-terrain cane page. Uh, otherwise, peruse uh, all our amazing shirts, beautiful designs. Also, the all-terrain cane plus ball, ball tips, ball packages. You can find those online as well. So yeah, check us out, allwerewolfgear.com. Do you have a social media presence? Yes, I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If people had a question for you, how would they reach you? Oh, goodness. Uh, best place to reach me, I would say uh, on our website, there is a place where you can uh, fill in for uh, your email address. Uh, and all of those get right to both my partner and myself. Uh, you can email me at info at com. That'll get to me. And if you're interested in learning more about the all-terrain cane or perhaps purchasing one or some of the special clothing that's sold by a werewolf gear, you can find all that contact information in the show notes associated with this episode, which is show number 2321 at www.eyesonsuccess.net. And if you're interested in hiking or nature or birding and want to get outside and enjoy nature, you can put any of those terms into the search field on our website to find previous episodes in which we talked about hiking and getting outdoors to have some fun and enjoy nature. So check out the show notes. They can be pretty useful to find any of the episodes in our over 600 episodes in our full archives. That's it for today's show. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be continuing the conversation with Sedona Dave, but from a slightly different perspective. As you know, 
Dave is blind and lives in Sedona, where he was having trouble with sighted drivers not seeing him when he was walking around town. And he also wanted a better and safer way of hiking the trails nearby. We'll talk with Dave about how he solved his problems by starting a werewolf gear and developing some clothing and the all-terrain cane, a journey that was frustrating at times but rewarding in the end. So if you're interested in the nuts and bolts of how people start companies and get them underway, you'll want to join us next week for that episode. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.